We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. My knowledge of camping in general is so minuscule that when we first discussed this topic for the podcast, I said, do we need a separate podcast for backcountry camping? Is it that different from regular camping? Cindy had a good chuckle from that one. Yes, it's very different. Cindy and her husband, John, are going to talk with us today about their experiences. You guys are pros with this topic and I am completely green on it. So please school me. How is backcountry camping different? I would hardly say we're pros on this topic, but different in the sense that you can't take everything with you. Yeah, it's like different than car camping where you can just pack whatever you want in there. And then if you need something, you can just run to the store even depending on where you are. You just have to be more thoughtful on what you're packing and how long you're going to go for. Especially because you're packing everything in on your back, right? So you want to be sure of what you're bringing because you have to carry it all with you. Yeah, I think like it's different too because typically when you go backcountry camping, um, the places you're going are a bit of a walk or a hike. So, you know, when we first went with kids, we picked a location that was only, you know, an hour's hike or something like that, maybe an hour, hour and a half, just with the thought that if things go terribly wrong and the kid we only had one kid at that time, Jackson. So if Jackson wasn't sleeping, uh, we could abandon the mission and pack everything up and walk out in the middle of the night if we had to. Okay, so you just said only an hour or an hour and a half hike. How long are some of these hikes that you do to get into your location? Oh gosh, I mean, there are multi-day camping trips where you're camping, you know, you're hiking in, you're setting up camp for one night, and then maybe you stay at that campground the whole time but you can pack up the next morning and then continue down that trail to the next site. Same thing, spend a night, spend a couple nights, pack up and then continue on to the next trail. Like you can get really far distances. And I mean, there's really popular trails that- Yeah, like I guess, you know, without kids, uh, a backcountry camping day could be a 20 kilometer walk to the first location or, you know, it's, there's a little more planning just in the sense of, you know, yeah, it depends where you're going. Like you could be going way out into the backcountry. So is the point of these backcountry camping trips to hike? Like is the point that you're doing multi-day hikes? 
I think for the most part, yes. It's to get to locations that you can't otherwise. And the only way to get there is to hike. So yeah, I, with kids, maybe it's not so much to hike the whole time and it's more to get your kids out to experience camping in the outdoors uh, away from car camping. But in general, probably, yeah, a lot of it is hiking. Okay, this is amazing. I was just talking to Jordan about backcountry camping right before we started recording. And he was like, what's backcountry camping? And my thing was, well, there's not a lot of service. <laughs> there's no service. There's actually no service. Really yeah. Away. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, like there's zero service. Um, and a lot of these like backcountry campsites, it depends where you're going, but some of them are set up like they'll have bear lockers and some have a big pile of firewood that you can use. Um, but as you get further away from that kind of stuff, you, there's very little amenities. Um, but you are always choosing to find actual campsites when you do these, right? Yeah, the ones that we've done are like designated campsites. Depends on what park you're going to. A lot of them, you're not allowed to just set a tent anywhere. You're, you have to stay in the designated campsites. Um, there is places you can go where if you're in a park, you can camp wherever, but you have to do a fair bit of research before you go. Um, outside of the park, like if you're just on crown land, you could camp wherever you want. But Adriana, is this on your wish list? Do you want to go backcountry camping? Well, I've been backcountry camping once and it was magical. It was a full moon and it was super fun. Um, but I'm a little nervous, to be honest, about taking my baby backcountry camping. So I actually don't, I'm undecided on this. Um, and I'm going to wait and see how I feel when the summer's here and then kind of go from there. What about you, Lauren? Would you consider it? No. <laughs> In short, because I don't even know how to camp, not backcountry camping. You know what? I, okay, I shouldn't say no, but I would really need to be with someone that was helping and guiding me along because it is on my bucket list to do a multi-day hike. And how do I do that if I don't backcountry camp? So, so I shouldn't say no. They're going to take us, Lauren, in the summer, and they're going to show us how to backcountry camp. Right. And John's <laughs> going to set up my tent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John, we just wrote to you. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. That's what he's saying on the podcast. And then afterwards, he's going <laughs> to tell you what he really thinks. Okay, but in all seriousness, how have you found backcountry camping to be different with kids? Um, probably the biggest thing is you're not planning these long hikes to get to locations. Um, or at least we weren't with the age of our kids, you know, like when we first went, Jackson was, I don't know. A year and a half. A year and a half Maybe. old. Yeah, something like that. So like, it's a little onerous to be carrying a kid and all the gear um, for a long, a long hike to get into where you're going. So, you know, the first one we went to yeah, it was only an hour and a half. Um, hey, just you're kind of picking places that aren't as far away. Well, we were baby wearing too. So each of us had a pack with all of our gear in it. And then I can't remember who carried Jackson on that one. I think I carried him on a front. You carried him on the front? Pouch or something, yeah. A front pouch. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, whatever. 
Now, do you have Jackson carry his own stuff? Does he have his own backpack? He does have his own backpack. Um, the last time that Jackson and I went camping, it was just the two of us. So we loaded everything into the chariot and we actually biked in the campsite. And I think that was easier. But this year, I think he'll be more interested in carrying his own stuff. Yeah, and his own stuff would be like maybe his sleep mat and that's it. And, yeah, a, so. and a teddy bear or something. Yeah, like, yeah, he won't, well, I, I kind of picture we'll still be carrying anything that's remotely heavy and just give him a few things so oh, that, yeah, yeah, he's, he's carrying his own stuff for his motivation. Yeah, I could see him like tossing some socks in there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Our first time backcountry camping with Jackson, we were coming down the trail and we were almost to the campsite when a fellow hiker comes up to us and says, just so you know, there was a grizzly bear sighting not that long ago up the trail. And we were thinking, oh, what do we do now? And I, we were trying to discuss that and decide what, what was the thought process that we had back then? Yeah, like, I... I don't know. I don't remember it worrying me at all. I remember being worried. I remember being worried until we we went out there early in the day so we could have first pick of a campsite. And then I remember being really nervous until other campers started to show up. Yeah, but no, we stayed and it was fine. <laughs> That's great. So with our community, um, we have a lot of families that have never gone backcountry camping um, with their kids. That's like me. I haven't been. Lauren hasn't been. So what's some advice you would give to us to get us into backcountry camping? Uh, for me, it's probably just have low expectations of <laughs> what it's going to be like. Um, you know, you definitely need to do some planning and pack the proper gear. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. Like you could spend a lot of money on backcountry camping gear, which I don't know that you need to, to start. Um, you need a tent that's appropriate for the weather conditions. And um, carrying weight. Yeah, and, and carrying weight. Um, and you just, yeah, like you, you need to do a bit of pre-planning for sure. There is a difference between a backcountry tent and a regular tent. Yeah, like they'll be a lot lighter. And you have to think about cookware and cooking gear. So you usually have a little butane or a little propane stove. And the pots usually come in these, like they're not your regular kitchen pots. Like they stack together really small and they're really light as well. And then we like to bring dehydrated food or um, freeze dried food. Yeah. It's lighter to carry. Yeah, and I, th I think like the first time you're going to go with kids, plan for like a single night or maybe do two nights and kind of if it only ends up being one night, that's fine. Um, I'd say don't expect to get a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other thing too. Like you just want to make sure you bring enough stuff that your kids are going to be warm because. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, like, what do the kids sleep in? Like, what's the standard? Uh, the first time we went, uh, we had less stuff like appropriate for kid camping. Um, and I think all we brought was, uh, Jackson might've gone in a sleeping bag. I think we had a, a down, I think we had a down sleeping bag that we had unzipped and covered him with. Yeah. We kind of like made a makeshift mat. Like we didn't even have a proper sleep mat for him then. Did we carry in a yoga mat? Yeah, I don't know. We we did not have the appropriate sleep mat for him. We kind of jammed our mats together and put a sleeping bag down and kind of wrapped him in it. 
and it was an adventure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. I think I think he didn't sleep great. That's for sure, and was probably a little colder than he could have been. But although kids do sleep better, yeah, it's he, a bit colder. But we well, definitely have learned a lot each time. You said Naya was twelve weeks when you first took her. Yeah. 12 weeks old so Naya I remember we just we bundled her up in a merino wool base layer merino wool socks on her hands and feet the pedrig slippers and and some mitts and then a bunting suit yeah and then just kind of put her in between everybody so she'd be warm and I find that the first night camping regardless of what style camping you're doing the kids are just so excited that you always have a poor night's sleep that's just our experience anyways I think just in general, if you're camping, backcountry camping is not the most comfortable. Like you're sleeping on a small air mattress that's like, I wouldn't even call a mattress, it's a mat. And it's it's just not that comfortable. You never get great sleep. You're not sleeping in your bed. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Actually, Adrian, your first time backcountry camping, didn't you borrow John's mat that time? I think I must have borrowed someone's mat. I'm not sure. I had a lot of things going into that backcountry camp for sure. One Lots of, the of that- uh, neighbors singing Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was quite the evening <laughs> for sure. It was great. But um, yeah, I noticed like when I was going backcountry camping, I felt like I overpacked. Okay, so I was hauling in so many items. And part of my fear with taking Turner is like, okay, I'm gonna have so many things. And like, I think I'd maybe consider going if Logan, my husband was joining me, uh, that would make me feel a little more comfortable or another friend that would be able to help in the event that like, if things got too overloaded and like, what if I got into the situation and you're like, okay, I can't carry all this stuff out. Like, do you like donate your gear there and just be like, you know what, (laughs) have a tent, (laughs) take the tent. we're done (laughs) like I'm just nervous with that so that's kind of where I'm at (laughs) there's different ways right like we've we've canoed in to sites I've biked in before we've hiked in yeah I think the the thing about like overpacking probably everybody does that because really you don't need that much stuff okay like you need a tent a sleeping bag uh, a sleep mat of some kind is nice to have you don't necessarily need that but it'll suck more um and then food and water but you don't outside of that need a lot like for when we brought our kids you know Nia was in diapers so you need to pack a handful of diapers some wet wipes but other than that you don't really need to bring anything and you don't need fancy cookware either unless you really want warm food like you don't need to bring a stove or any of that. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, like, you get cold. A nice warm meal is it, yeah, but a it, treat. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice to have. So like, and that's why I mean, like for if a family wanted to get into backcountry camping, you don't need to spend a ton of money to try it, and you can kind of go with the basics first and see if you like it before you commit a lot of money because they'll borrow someone's stove. Yeah. I think you might be able to rent stuff too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. I, How do you actually choose the site you're going to go to? So, what, if other people are looking into this, how do you go about this? Is there a website or what? <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> He's looking at me because I well, do all the booking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just online through like whatever 
wherever you want to go. Yeah, provincial and national park sites. Yeah. And then it's always first come first serve. So you book however many sites you need. And then when you arrive, if it's open, is it actually oh, always yeah. first come first serve? We might no, have actually had to have a number sometimes. I, don't, I think for the most part, the sites we book, you book a, a reservation and that ensures a site. And then it's just dependent on what time you get there as to what site you get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But, yeah, so it's not like, you know, when you go camping at, at, you know, a standard campsite, I guess, where you pick your number and you pick if you want power or what hookups you want. Uh, <laughs> this, you just, you just make a reservation for the most part. And then when you get out there, you kind of walk around and figure out where you want to stay. That sounds great. So then, Cindy, let's have a chat about solo hiking into the backcountry camps with Jackson, I believe, as we well. We Jackson for this part because he wants to be here for that. He wants to talk about his experience. Do you want to run again? Okay, awesome. That sounds great. And you heard John was coming on the podcast. He was like, I want to come. <laughs> so when I was going backcountry camping, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do for food. So I just went through to Wendy's drive through and grabbed like all the food in a bag. <laughs> it's like, there we go. We're done. <laughs> Adrian, why does this not surprise me in the best way? <laughs> I was like, don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast. Hopefully someone's packing stuff. <laughs> well, and we had joked with our friend who was, um, had decided she'd be in charge of bringing food out for us. And remember she brought, we had joked about her bringing Pop-Tarts and then she actually did. I was like, yes, we had Pop-Tarts in the morning. Someone made a pumpkin spice latte in the morning. That was great with the jet boil. So awesome. So we have Jackson coming on the show now. This is so awesome. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yes. Are you going to tell us about your backcountry camping experience? So they want to talk about the time that you and I put all our gear in the chariot and then we mountain biked to our campsite. Do you remember that? Yeah. What did you think of that trip? It was fun. Yeah? What was your favorite part? Playing on my sleeping bag. Oh, so Jackson's backcountry sleep mat has a snakes and ladders game. Um, it's called something different, but it's basically the same idea. It has like some yetis and some, some trees or something. But yeah, it started to rain a little bit that time. So we crawled into the tent and we played that game for a long time, didn't we? Mm -hmm. That was your favorite? Mm -hmm. What else did you like about it? Building the dam. We spent a lot of time building dams in a creek bed. And what kind of what kind of food do you like to eat when you're backcountry camping, Jackson? What did we eat? We had, I think that night I had made a Moroccan rice chickpea dish. Yummy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> How many sleeps did we stay there? We only stayed one night. So that was my first time solo backcountry camping with Jackson. So we wanted to just test it out with one night. Would you want to go backcountry camping again? Yeah. Oh, we like to hear that. Hey, <laughs> buddy, you say bye? bye. Thank you so much for coming on, Jackson. Okay, so let's talk safety tips. What are some of your top safety tips for backcountry camping? Bear spray. Yeah, probably, probably bear spray. I don't know. Bring a little first aid kit with like the essentials, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, one of my concerns would be like, if Turner got like a bee sting or something, like what would you pack? Would like Benadryl or like, how would you do that? Yeah? 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I think like kind of in your first aid kit, the essentials like Benadryl is okay. probably a good thing. Um, yeah, I you know personally have allergies, so that's a good thing to pack. Okay. But yeah, otherwise just like you know band aids, some like I don't know, but whatever else you put in your first aid kit. Yeah, we have we have after sun and after bite care. We have your typical band aids and antiseptic wipes and. Polysporin, the kids one, uh, will have Tylenol, allergy medication. I also pack dehydration packages, yeah. uh, water filtration tablets for in the first aid kit too, just in case our water filter stopped working. And Cindy, I know you know you wrote a really good list of everything that people can pack when they're camping, but maybe you could just sum that up for me at some point for just backcountry camping and I can add it to our show notes for people. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. That would be amazing. Um, other safety tips with kids, I guess we've camped beside lots of lakes, that country. So they always know that they can't wander too far away from us, especially because they're at such a young age. Like I would never let them out of my sight at the campground, but they would never wander off to the water by themselves. We also always take a stick when we first arrive to the site and we draw a, a big circle around the campfire pit and we call that the safety circle. And then the kids know that they can't pass that line when they're near the fire. Very smart. I like that. All right. So we are going to put the packing items here in the list, as Lauren said. Um, but is there any time you guys ever went backcountry camping where you forgot any kind of critical items that you could maybe share today? Um, so no one does that when they're going out backcountry camping. I would say that time we went to Elbow Lake. We woke up quite early and it was cold and we didn't have mitts and chooks for the kids because it was the middle of the summer. So we hadn't thought about packing winter items, but those would have been great to have. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one is having some warm pieces of clothing and mitts and tubes because kids typically wake up early and when you're sleeping in a tent, they sometimes wake up extra early. Like how early are we talking? <laughs> like <John>? sunrise. <laughs> Well, before sunrise. Before sunrise. <laughs> yeah. One time we went, Jackson, when he was, I, I forget how old, but anyways, he woke up probably at like five o'clock and was starting to kind of get fussed with staying in the tent and making noise. So I took him out um, so that it didn't wake up all the rest of the people staying there. And it was still dark and freezing cold. So I went and at the kind of communal fire pit area, made a fire with him at five in the morning for like three hours until <laughs> everybody else was up. And we're very grateful that you had a hot fire started for them. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess that's something, you, you know, I could have had warmer clothes for that time because I was freezing at five in the morning in the dark. Um, so yeah, warm clothes is definitely a good thing to pack. Well, and how do you start your fires there? Like, do you pack something in or how does that work? Yeah, like we pack matches plus like a, a little lighter of some kind, like a even um, like a one you'd start your barbecue with. Um, but definitely waterproof matches are a good thing to have in your camping bag. Um, oh, just, okay. you know, if, if your gear gets wet and typically I'll put all the matches in a Ziploc as well. Oh, and okay. I like to make those little fire starters as crafts so those are fun to do with the kids and then bring hiking yeah 
but and that's one thing you can check too depending on where you're going you can see if they do have firewood available and sometimes they'll have a note like that there's a communal axe at the site that you can use um so you're not hauling in like a little hatchet or something that would be a situation for sure <laughs> too many things yeah so um but yeah definitely just like matches and a sufficient amount in some places you go it might seem dry when you're leaving and you get up there and it's everything soaked because you're like more in the forest and it's just not dry so yeah i have to wait for the sun to come up to dry your tent or at that time that we woke up and it had snowed like half yeah. a foot <laughs> so i do have another question with the campsite. So when you're doing backcountry campsite, like generally the front country, as we talked about, kids are meeting other kids and playing and it's amazing. And so is it like that with kids when you're backcountry as well? Do you connect with other families there or is everyone more to their own space and having just nature be around them? No, it's because a lot of them are set up where the sites, there's kind of a communal cooking area okay. um, and some just have one kind of communal fire pit area. So it's very like, um, you know, you're meeting a lot of people and hanging out. The, Sometimes reconnecting with yeah. old people. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. the, the last time we went, um, a lady was holding Naya at, while we were, I don't know, Cindy was running to grab something. And I started talking to her and realized that she was my high school biology teacher. No way. <laughs> and we'd been spending all morning with her and her family talking. And, and yeah. like John said, she was holding Naya, doing me a favor while I ran back to the bear locker to get something. So yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> very friendly, yeah, it's a friendly environment for sure. Oh, that's great. Do you have any trips planned this summer? Uh, we don't really have any like kind of formal hiking in backcountry trips planned. Uh, probably the closest thing we have planned right now is a sailing trip with one of our friends. Um, he has a small boat, so I think a lot of it will be like beach camping. Um, oh, cool. so we were actually talking to him today about kind of packing, you know, what type of <laughs> items we should be bringing. How to pack for backcountry camping when sailing on a boat and beach camping. <laughs> yeah. So his recommendation was pack like you were going to go just normal kind of camping or backcountry camping, I guess, and pack as little as possible. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's really our only kind of backcountry trip planned. We have plans to do some hiking ones. We just haven't booked them yet. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you take your canoe, another question, sorry, they're just popping up. So when you take your canoe in, do you have to carry the canoe to any distance with your kids in tow or do you leave it on the beach or what happens with that? You can. There is a style of backcountry camping where you canoe to each spot and then you can, they leave these carts that you put your canoe onto and then you hike with it and drag it through to the next spot where you plop it back in and then you go to the next place. But we haven't, we haven't done that kind with our kids before, but um, John's grandparents have done that style. Um, no, we, we just, yeah, you... We just pulled up on the beach. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we saw, we saw some families kayaking yeah. into that day, same day too. So that was kind of cool to see. Is there anything else you guys want to add about backcountry camping? Uh, I think the only thing I would say is give it a try and don't commit to going overboard with what you need to bring. Just realize like you can get by with very little and yeah. 
Okay, so simplify. That's great. Yeah, Thank I you. think that's the biggest thing. Honestly, that time I went with Jackson and we just spent all day building dams in the creek and throwing rocks on the beach was like the best time because there's no service, there's no TV, there's no anything. Like I'm not on my cell phone. We were really actually just connecting on the same level, having fun, doing the same things. And that is something that I find probably is different than front country camping too. Mm-hmm. It's really, truly connecting with our children in nature. That is really that so nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lauren, maybe you want to do it now. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. convincing me. <laughs> um, so we end our show usually with our three questions, as I'm sure you might know. Um, so what's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside? The piece of advice I would share is um, set your expectations low and just try something new. You might find you really like it and you might absolutely hate it, but that's okay too. At least you tried. That's great. What's one of your top recommendations right now? So it can be anything from an idea in the outdoors to a product that helps with kids. Honestly, for me, probably one of the best recommendations was last year we invested in one of those shotgun seats that go on your bike. Oh, okay. It's ride shotgun. Yeah. And that was the best thing we bought last year, I think, in terms of really being able to do things as a family in the summer where we weren't able to kind of all bike together because Naya was only two last year. So we got that seat and then we were all able to kind of bike together and really do a lot more outdoor activities and go a lot further. Like kind of have, we did a full mountain bike trip and we're able to take Naya on rides with us. Wow. Yeah, those seats are really popular right now. They're really handy for families. So let's end with a challenge. You challenge families too. I guess in line with the with the first kind of piece of advice, I challenge families to try something new and um, yeah, just try something new that's slightly outside of your comfort zone and you might end up really enjoying it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining us today. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks for being our dada behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars. And follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.